The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. Illinois and New York, it's the paternity test. This week, jacked for Star Wars, haunted prairies, and chili strollers. And now, three guys who will eat all of your kids' leftovers. Here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the paternity test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barazzi in Chicago. And I'm Dave Engel in upstate New York. Welcome back to the podcast that Back to the Future 2 predicted would be far more successful by 2015 than it actually is. So glad that's over. Uh, finally, we can stop talking about that. We can stop. God, there was so, like, even the kids at school were on about it. And, <sighs> like, you were even around. Like, and there were so many people who kept this? thinking it was Back to the Future, like, that they didn't realize it was the sequel that we're all talking about. The sequel that, that everybody hated when it came out. Right. Why are we all pretending there's this false nostalgia for Back to the Future Part 2? People hated <laughs> yeah. Back to the Future Part 2. I feel like having Gremlins 2 day. Nobody saw it. No one saw it. And it had, by the way, the best monologue in the world, right? Or the second best monologue in the world. Oh, right, because Mono- they make fun of the first monologue. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, the very self-aware sequel. makes fun of herself mm-hmm. uh, in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I saw the video of uh, Marty McFly and Michael J. Fox trying on the, the Nikes. Yeah, the self-lacing shoes. Yeah, and it was about as interesting as Back to the Future 2 was. Oh, yeah. It's a well, shot saw, of him turned away from the camera, not mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. Did you he and uh, Christopher Lloyd run uh, Jimmy yeah, Kimmel? Yeah, they were Jimmy it? Kimmel. Mike, I couldn't get to the end of it because it was getting so bad. It was Why? so painful. Because Michael J. Fox was having a bad Parkinson's night, so he well, couldn't talk at all. It wasn't even the Parkinson's. It was just a bad bit. Like, they didn't really construct and, it well. And did Christopher Lloyd have a stroke or something? Because he kind of couldn't talk that either. Too. I mean, so old. And he couldn't remember his lines, and it seemed like there's something wrong with him. So there was two very sick men in costumes from 30 years ago talking to Jimmy Kimmel, doing really obvious jokes. Yeah. Huey Lewis was there. That was good. But uh, beyond that. Although Huey Lewis got on and, like, said a line from Back to the Future, and I don't think anybody in the theater got it. No. Yeah, they yeah. were all too young to even get the joke. No, they still didn't realize they were two different movies. No one's, no one's seen it. There's five people under the age of 35 that have seen that movie. Yeah. And, look, and by the way, uh, if we're talking about the first one, I watched it about two months ago, and it's good. Like, it holds up very well. Mm-hmm. Well, Second now, one, yeah, go ahead. I saw in the theater, and I haven't seen it since. Because mm-hmm. who cares? It's not good. Was there a three- Yes. Yeah, there's there's the oh, they went to the one. Old West. Yes, the Old right. West. Or it's just kitsch. And I, I couldn't watch it because I hate Westerns. Yeah. But when 3 came out, everybody was like, oh, good. This is much better than 2. Like, oh, three really? Like 2 work. Like, 3 tied them all together. So it actually made 2 not as bad because it's almost like it was one long movie. And 2 was just a boring second act of mm-hmm. of one long movie. But nobody liked it when it came out. <laughs> That's what you want. It's a boring uh-huh. second act. <laughs> well, now we can spend the next two years talking about how Running Man got all of it wrong because that took place oh, that's in 2017. 2017. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Was that Richard, no Richard Dawson's on Jimmy Kimmel? It's going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> and Sir Lawrence Olivier. Wait. <laughs> I remember watching 
Buck Rogers, like old reruns of Buck Rogers in 1999 when uh, Buck Rogers was supposed to take place and it took place in what, 60s, 70s? Yeah, there's so many funny numbers in Buck Rogers because at the beginning they're like, in 1987, the last space probe was sent out. (laughs) There's a lot of that. There's a lot of wishful thinking. I mean, when you're that close to this, you're you're barely post-space age, you're just on the cusp of the space age, I'm sure they thought that we would all... I'm sure they thought that we'd be, we'd be like, we'd be all multiracial, but we, but by multiracial would be half human and half right. alien at this point. We'd have like Gumads that were from Venus or Mars or something. And I think for, you know what? for Matt and I, all the Back to the Future stuff was, was made even worse because of the Cubs tie in that we had to suffer uh. through constantly for the last two weeks. Wait, what was the Cubs tie in? Well, I don't remember. Back to the Future 2, they say the Cubs won the World Series in 2015. Wow. And because so, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Everybody thought, well, this is this. It has been prophesied yeah. that the Cubs shall win in 2015, which made right. it all you know. As not Cubs fans, it made it super sweet when all these horrible Cubs fans who decided that the Cubs would win because of a bad 80s sequel when they were let down, <laughs> it made it that much sweeter. Let down by Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> <laughs> If this is sort of a conscious, if there's a conscious acknowledgement of this, I don't get excited about anything. Like I don't, I, I think like liking sports teams too much is weird, and I don't have a favorite food or a favorite uh, this or that that I carry around with me or mm-hmm. anything. But I am just dying over this new movie, and I, I it's weird. It's like I feel like Diane Keaton in what in. Like pick one of her movies in the last fifteen years, where she's been, you know, she she's been in a movie and she's had an intimate relationship with someone at the age of eighty five, and she cries <laughs> because she never thought she was going to feel that again. And, and like that's what I feel. Like there's something going on inside my body. Something's awakening inside of you. It is, and, and I, I haven't felt it in. And I know I'm not going to feel it again. Like this is going to be it because so, they're going to they're going to put out so many movies. Uh-huh. In I'll never get a chance to feel it again. Dave's checking into the best exotic Marigold Hotel of the soul right now. <laughs> That's exactly what it is because my my soul is old and dying and my bones ache. But this movie, like, I can't – like, I hear the Star Wars theme in my head all day, <laughs> all day. Um, you're putting a lot of your happiness eggs in this one basket here, so I sure well, hope you're not disappointed. Well, I don't have any other baskets. That's all I've got. Um, my kids don't sleep ever, and they crawl all over us all night long. And just and so I, you know, I'm we're both tired and miserable all the time. And so this is all I have. 
But one thing I noticed about the film when I saw the trailer and I, after I watched it like the 17th time, mm-hmm. I had this freak out where I thought, um, this Daisy Ridley who plays, uh, what's her face? Uh, they don't really have a name yet, right? Ray, I think maybe. Ray, yeah, I don't know if she Ray. has the last name yet, but she's R-E-Y, Ray. R-E-Y. Yeah. And, um, I thought, oh my God, I freaked out because I was like, oh my God, is this another Hunger yeah, the- Games? Like it, oh. it's, it smacks really weirdly of the oh, beautiful, skinny, 22 yeah. year old. Getting forced uh, into. Right, service. getting forced. Exactly. And like it's another insurgent. Like God. I mean, look, I'm sure if it is, it's, uh, then it'll, you know, the Hunger Games will be the poor man's. It'll be the best possible version. Of, yeah. yeah. This will be the but best I'm possible a, version of right. that, but. But I'm slightly nervous about it. By that argument, you could say that Luke Skywalker is Harry Potter or the Maze Runner. Right. You know, if, we're exactly. just, if we're just going back to Joseph Campbell land. They're all right. the same story. They're all the same story. Um, and it looks, God, it looks amazing. And I'm so, I can't believe George Lucas isn't involved in it. It's so It's almost better than wonderful. he's not, though. It, it, mm-hmm. it's no, it's great. It's no, great that I mean. he's not. It's the shot of uh, Boyega going underneath the X-Wing. Mm-hmm. And then, like the, the swing around to him after he shakes hands with the, the other the white guy, like it's though you wouldn't see film like that, uh, filmmaking and, and photography like that with Lucas. No, I think you see a spaceship going into hyperspace, but like sideways or at a diagonal. Mm-hmm. And Lucas would only do the stars shooting at the windshield shot. You know, he only has like six shots. He has six shots and <laughs> and endless computer effects. I'm excited for the movie as well, so Alex, we're going to go. We decided tonight we weren't going to go on opening night because I just don't know that I want to be in that crowd when I see it. Like, I think there'll be too much too much audience participation for my liking on that first night, you know? I guess. And uh, I don't know. I just don't, I don't I don't need the entire crowd to cheer the first time they see Han Solo. I don't need, you know, I just don't need that. I just want to enjoy the movie. I don't necessarily want to have a crowd experience, you know, a, a, yeah. some kind of mutual experience with the crowd. I don't mind, like... You know, crowd reactions, or you know, but I just feel like it's going to be it's like going to see Rocky Horror Picture Show or something, except that they haven't. Yeah, seen I'm it. into that. I might, I'm probably going to go at midnight. I might go the next day too, uh, yeah. uh, which is not something I do anymore. Like uh-huh. the term will be over, so I think I'll be off on Friday, uh-huh. and I don't think Viva's old enough to take. Do you guys realize they're showing it on Thursday, though. Yeah, Thursday. There's like 7:30 p.m. Starting at seven. Yeah, yeah, it's not even yeah. midnight shows. They're starting at seven. Yeah. So, so weird. Uh, we might go still go see that. I, that. The fact that it's seven thirty means maybe maybe I would go on Thursday with Alex, but uh, also that means I got to get there. Even if I already have tickets, you still got to get there early to you know, so you're not sitting in the front row corner. You know, well, I don't. Now that there's twenty showings on Thursday, which one is the official stand in line forever with the geeks showing? The midnight one or the seven o'clock? I think there's gonna be so many of them that they'll fill up all the shows. Yeah, they've destroyed that idea. Yeah. Um, I remember going to see episode one in Chicago. It was the summer, I think, before I left and went to New York. And it, w- the midnight show idea wasn't even a th- really a thing, at least in my mind. Didn't we go? Because, did we go see it together? I think we all prob- went together. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I probably. Uh, but I remember thinking because it, it had. I remember it came out on a Friday, and I'm like, "Holy cow! I got tickets to see it at like seven o'clock." Or no, like five o'clock on a Friday or something. Like I can't believe I don't have to wait till seven. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that they were showing it since <laughs> Thursday at midnight, yeah. whatever. 
and that was kind of when things mm. started going off at midnight. Yeah. And that was also the 90s when there were cinema 70s every two feet. Right. Mm. And all the screens were showing Star Wars at the same time. So yeah. uh, it wasn't wasn't even – there was never really a time where it was hard to get a seat. But, you know, if I'm going to dress up like Boba Fett or Squidhead or something, I want to make sure I go to a showing where other people what are also people? dressed like <laughs> Dengar. And, yeah. Yeah, I go for the Saturday sure. matinee, and you're the only one dressed up. Sure, right. You're not going to have any problem going to Piper's Alley in the first two days <laughs> and, yeah. and meeting other people like you. Like, um, I think though, you will have to go in the, like the first weekend. You know what I mean? Sure. Because sure. I will go the first I, weekend, but I don't. Know yeah, do the Thursday night. But you're not gonna. I don't. I think it's a, it, it. There's something. It's unlike any other film experience. And there's been a lot of fascinating film experiences. Matt talked about a while back about seeing snakes in a plane mm-hmm. uh, in theater. <laughs> um, and uh, what was that scary movie in 1999? The, the Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch. Blair Witch. That was hilarious, mm-hmm. like in the theater. Mm-hmm. But this is different. This I is saw, like, what was the other horror movie from the 90s that took place in Cabrini Green? With oh, Candyman. 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 I saw Candyman in a, in a theater, like in a very African-American neighborhood. Uh-huh. So talk about like audience participation. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was actually the it was actually a lot of fun because we, you never get really were scared by the movie because it was everyone was yelling all the time at the screen and stuff. Right. Like, I think and that's it, how you want to see that movie. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was it was a it was a true like cinema experience that like you're talking about with especially because it takes ones. place in Chicago on the north side yeah. of Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I'm super excited about with uh, I'm excited about the movie, but what's gotten me all jacked up is this new Star Wars game. So, you know, the very the most popular uh, video games right now are like the Call of Duty and and Halo, first person shooter kind of things. Well, they've they've made this uh, Star Wars game called Star Wars Battlefront, right, which takes all of those kinds of games and puts them in the Star Wars universe. And it looks it just looks amazing and it's uh the gameplay looks great and I'm I'm super excited because it it's the first it's it's rated teen, so I don't feel like I'm getting Alex a game that like is way too violent for him, and it, it supports like the one that we played Titanfall, which is one of the games we both play, but we can't play together because it only supports online gameplay. There's no like couch multiplayer, like we can't sit next to each other and do a split screen version of the game and like play against each other in a group yeah. or whatever. So well, if this, you want to play with your son, you'd have to go to the neighbor's house and do it. Yeah, I got to go to someone. Else. I got to buy a second <laughs> Xbox and go to the basement or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one does the split screen couch you know multiplayer uh you know cooperative mode and stuff and but just the game itself just looks looks fantastic i mean it's it's i love the video game companies they've you know forget about the notion of playing in the real world with your friends they've mm-hmm. actually given up on the idea that you'll even have a friend no over. you don't even know you're not even on the couch like it you know i i people talk about oh we have game night every sunday you know with my friends and we play uh, you know, Black Ops or whatever it is that they've been, Titanfallers. I mean, so they never actually get together. They all probably all live in the same neighborhood, but they never actually mm-hmm. get together. They just all get online. On headsets and stuff. Well, that's, that's all right. But, that's still. But what you need to out. watch, what you need to watch, there's a trailer for the. I game. saw it. It's, it's better than the prequels. The trailer, like the trailer for the trailer game. for the video game is better than the prequel. Dave, movies. you have to watch it. If you want something that gets you, like, gets you, ex- like, Excited about Star Wars, even though yeah. even if you're not excited about the video game, just about about your Star Wars experience. Uh, the trailer for Star Wars Battlefront, which uh, shows 
you know, starts off showing these, this guy at, at the, at a desk, like in an office job, all, you know, kind of dreary looking at his old R2 toy and it goes back to when it was brand new and it's him <laughs> and his friend playing with the figures, right? And then yeah. it jumps ahead to them dressed up as Star Wars characters for Halloween as kids and then dressed up as Star Wars characters for Halloween as teenagers. And, and then it jumps to like the, his, his office starts to rumble and the kid and his friend comes up in an, in an X-wing. And is there waiting for him at a second X-Wing without a pilot in it, comes up next to it with R2 in it. And he, like, breaks the window and jumps out into the X-Wing. <laughs> and they start playing the video game together. So it's like, you know, they probably live in different states now, but now they're going to get online and play wow. Star Wars Battlefront together all the time and relive their childhood. So it was, I mean, That is awesome. Yeah. So that got me excited. about. I mean, I was like already excited, but that, like, put me over the edge for that game. <laughs> so I told Alex because Alex, you know, I'm like Alex, got to get this on your Christmas list. And then uh, he just had a birthday and he's got some cash. I'm like, well, maybe you don't want to wait till Christmas, Alex. You know, it comes out in November. You can put your money towards that. He's like, Dad, just buy it, will you? Like, you, you this isn't for me. Like, you, this is, just, yeah. you want this? Yeah, I don't want to use this money for college. No, you're gonna get, <laughs> gonna get a video game based on a movie I like. <laughs> Hey folks, you're already shop on Amazon. Why don't you put those dollars to work? Keeping this show on the air, you can do it. It's simple. Uh, you do it by going to the support page at paternitypodcast.com and there you will find our Amazon portal. It's just a big Amazon box. When you click on it, it'll open up a screen. It's an Amazon screen. You will buy what you're going to buy anyway. You do not pay extra. You do not sign up for any kind of account. You just go into your Amazon, buy the stuff you're going to buy, the Computrons know that you came through our portal, and Amazon sends us a portion of their profits, and we use that to keep the show on the air. Guys, I had a terrible accident last night. My wife um, uh, ordered a, a crappy shelving unit thing, like an Ikea kind of mm-hmm. sc- screw it together with Allen Wrench's kind of shelving unit. Yeah. And so I was building it in the master bedroom. My wife was cleaning the, uh, the the toy room, which is like the sunroom, cleaning that out. Baby was running around, and I took all the styrofoam out of the box put it on the floor, and she started to oh. crunch up the styrofoam, and it looked a little messy, and we both <laughs> looked over at her, and we agreed, like, well, she's occupied, because yeah. before that, she was, like, throwing herself into piles of screws, right? <laughs> so let's let her play with the styrofoam. Well, what I didn't realize was this particular styrofoam has no, like, basic atomic unit. Like, it just keeps <laughs> crunching smaller forever. Like asbestos. Oh, God. Yes. And we were looking at her. Turns into dust. It just turns into white dust. And she filled the room with styrofoam. And I mean literally filled the room with styrofoam. And jumped in it. She made a styrofoam angels on the floor in it. Then it got airborne. It was like an outbreak movie. Like the styrofoam went airborne. And so basically anything in the room lower than a chair rail had the styrofoam stuck to it with static cling. Oh, my God. So by the time she left the room, of course, she then tracked it all over the house. I had to stop building the cabinet. Like, the cabinet is sitting unassembled in the hallway right now because I couldn't build it anymore because it was so covered in styrofoam that I couldn't get the joints together. Well, everything's like static clinging, right? The the styrofoam now clings to every surface. And so if you try to wipe it off, it doesn't really do that. No, you have to, like, pick it off and brush it off with your hand. Yeah. Yep. And it took me me two hours to clean up the bedroom, to vacuum because I had to lift up every item, brush every item off. And then vacuum up all the styrofoam, and it had spread over a huge portion of the house. It was a big mistake, guys. Is that sweet? That's uh, Thanks, that Swedish Obama. styrofoam, right? 
No, thanks, I- Ikea. Or it wasn't Amazon. Ikea. I mean, Ikea would have been okay. This is like oh. some crappy off-brand. This Jeez, is like, yeah. It's Chinese styrofoam, yeah. Chinese styrofoam. <laughs> oh, it's also my cancer. favorite. Then you know, yeah. yeah, you know that it's it's 30 years from now, your daughter's going to sue you for... Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, for the styrofoam it. lung that she's got? Yeah, mm. I got, Papa, I got styrofoam lung. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually forwarding you a picture of her making styrofoam angels on the floor. As much as I love pictures of kids in mischief, I always wonder, like, you know, I've seen friends on Facebook post, like, pictures of their kids, like, mid-mischief, like, caught my son tipping over the dresser on himself. I'm like, why aren't you stopping your son instead of taking a picture of it? Here's my daughter about to fall down a well. <laughs> <laughs> Check how my kid's about to do drugs. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is that is breaking down to its tiniest possible particle. Mm-hmm. She annihilated it went that beads. styrofoam. It went, it went beyond beads to just dust. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! What a killer! She looks like she's having a good time though. So yeah, you can. Yeah, oh, she, a great she looks time. like she's eight feet long. Yeah, there's that too. That is an optical illusion because she is an elf. I, I, somebody switched my kid out with like some sort of little woodland creature. I mean, I know I'm short, and Professor Foster is very short, but Viva is preposterously small. <laughs> Everybody at preschool thinks she's too. She's like Stuart Little. Like she goes to school in a Barbie Ferrari. <laughs> People are like scolding her for how short she is. She's walks in the room like, "Come on, knock stop it!" Off. it. <laughs> well, that styrofoam she just inhaled isn't going to help her her uh, right? growth spurt anytime soon. No, she's done growing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like the paternity test please help us tell other people about it subscribe on the podcast app on your iphone or your favorite podcatching app on your android device if you're using an iphone in the podcast app you can also leave us a review and a rating it's quick and easy and helps other listeners find us it really does because we've gotten a few new reviews lately new and it reviews really helps the show. Woo! moves the show up the listings in itunes so for those people who still use itunes it puts the logo of the show in a place where people can see it. Uh, one of these new reviews from Luxuser. It's uh, L-O-U-C-K-S-R, Louis C.K. Sr. That, that yeah. must be who it is. Must be Louis C.K., his Wrote dad. A, yep, his dad. Uh, it's so nice of him to be a fan of us instead of his son. <laughs> this review is fantastic. He says, they're like the best friends I no longer have. I've been listening to these guys for years. The new format is preferable to the old as it's less free form. On the other hand, they're not nearly as obscene. This is why I love them. One, they're relatable to me. If you're about 40 years old, college educated, and moved around a bit in your adult life between college and career, you likely have a lot in common with these guys, too. They talk like my friends I used to talk to before life, wives, and kids got in the way. The life questions they have, like what to do when your daughter lifts her dress in public, are the same questions I'm confronted with daily. Again, like me, they were raised in the 70s and 80s by Neanderthals, or at least by parents who were uh, from a less evolved era. And then they have spent the last 15 years trying to figure out how to be 21st century men. Two, they prove that being a good dad and being a good and being good at parenting are two very different things. It is obvious that they take parenting seriously and make every effort to be co-equal partners with their wives, just as I do. And like me, 
They seem to fail at this endeavor more than they succeed. That describes me perfectly, just to reiterate their relatability. And three, they're hilarious. Do you think having a feud with your neighbor over ridiculous issues is funny? Do you think that a dog murdering a chipmunk in front of your children has the potential for hilarity? I do. So do they. And four, I have a long commute. <laughs> Smiley face, F-U-O-M. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, the long commute. I used to have those long commutes. I don't miss that. Matt, you've got the commute from just hell, right? I have the, my commute's worse than ever because there's, I've got a very unfortunately timed class that like dumps me out on, at, at, at rush hour. So sometimes I'm frequently driving for longer than my work day at this point. And you often, and you're uh, crossing state lines. Mm-hmm. You're passing uh, many bad eating choices, which are very tempting, I'm sure. It almost, yeah, they tempt me right into the door. Because I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm going to be stuck forever. I might as well have ten bratwurst. Yeah, I'm going to be in traffic car. for four hours. You know, mm-hmm. might as well stop at Mars Cheese Castle on my way back into Illinois. Mars Cheese Castle. I've done it lots. <laughs> it's made up. <laughs> what is that? Mars it's a, Cheese it's a, Castle. It's a castle of cheese. Oh my god. Castle made of cheese. I don't understand how I'm friends with you two because you guys will stop at a place that takes effort to eat. Like you'll have to go in and choose 15 different cheeses and what kind of bread you're getting. And I just want to go through a drive through and have someone put food in my mouth. Like I don't want to have to choose what three types of chocolate I'm going to put in my milkshake. But you guys love that stuff. Oh, we practice. Right. I know exactly what 20 items I'm going to get at Portillo's. Mm-hmm. Because I've bought them before. Right. And also, mm. I mean, you know, you have to you have to kind of go for the, you know, the deep cuts in some of your junk food sometimes because, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to, what kind of like food combinations you're going to, you're going to find, you know, new disgusting things to combine. It's going to be great. Yeah. I guess so. We were all on a kick of that last year at McDonald's, the secret menu stuff. Oh, I mm-hmm. made so many of those uh McDickens. 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 Oh, those were the best. Those were so good. They were actually very tasty, but I I did permanent health damage and I I haven't been able to <laughs> have one since. Get out of the car since. <laughs> yeah, that uh Lansing Airburger I ate was like getting ten chest X rays. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, for Cats in the Cradle, that's when your boy is just like you. Oh, boy. My boy is just like me, except he's about 25 years younger. Um, and he just turned 13 on uh, last Monday here. You did so, that math really fast. And, uh, well, you know, because when he was born, he was zero, right? I was 25 and my dad was 50s. Like we're all 25. Me, my son, and my dad are all 25 years apart from each other. Oh, okay. Well, my son and my dad are 50 years apart from each other. But yeah, so there's, there's, <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's a weird Escher triangle of age. <laughs> my yeah, my son is 25 younger than my dad, but he's 25 younger than me, and he's um, anyway. So uh, yeah, and he, <laughs> that's one of those age milestones that kind of hits you, you know. Because it's, it's a whole new era of life. It's, you know, it's like you, you you talk about becoming, you know, double digits when you got a 10-year-old. And then, like, 13-year-old is, I mean, that's what he's going to have to. Yeah, and double digits is just a fake thing you say that kids find enjoyable and exciting because you're yeah. nine. You're, I'm going to be telling you a big man. But, like, it's the difference between nine and ten. Nothing. But the difference between 13 and nine, everything. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, 13 just means, uh, you know, they're really in the thick of the, like, adolescence now. I mean, they've got to be talking about things on the bus that I don't, like, I would, I would stick, like, chopsticks in my ears if I heard them talking about, you know? <laughs> I can't imagine the kind of conversations my son has at 13 with his friends. He's more vocal about what he knows now. Not not that like he turned 13 and I was like, I know how babies are made. <laughs> but, you know, uh, things come up about, about babies or whatever. And, you know, he gives – he always – uh, you know, will give me and uh, Kelly the look like, oh, I know how that happens now, you know, and uh, it's it's freaking me out a little bit. But <laughs> yeah. every time he sees a baby, he just shudders, full body shudders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at 13, uh, I, I start to think back about what I was doing at 13 years old because, you know, I don't remember quite as much what I was doing at nine or, you know, you, you think about that. But, you know, you start to get to the point now where you remember very clearly being 13. And so seventh grade, I mean, I had, I had a girlfriend in seventh grade, M- Melissa Calderoni, if you're out there. I know, actually, I know where you are because I'm friends with you on Facebook, but, uh, she was my seventh yeah, grade girlfriend, are. hung out with my friends and we'd sneak out of the house and like, uh, you know, get in trouble in the neighborhood. Hmm. So anyway, and I just kind of wonder like, what is going on in his life that I don't know about? And I realized that nothing. He doesn't do any of the things I did when I was thirteen. He doesn't do have a girlfriend. Know? How do you know? Well, you know? I, I feel like he. I feel like he would. I would know one because there's no like secret texting. There's no like if he had a girlfriend, wouldn't he communicate with her in some way? Like there's no communication. There's no like dad. I'm gonna go hang out or there's I no. Know, I got a wife and I don't communicate with her at all. <laughs> <laughs> you at least send some text messages a couple times a day though, don't you? Oh yeah, you know, pick up some groceries, that kind of thing. Yeah, there's nothing. There's none of that. There's no like Alex bring over a loaf of bread. I don't know what that's code for, but if I read that, no, no, no. I would like, freak out. Yeah, if you saw that on Urban Dictionary, the bringing over some bread. Uh, well, I understand that probably any clandestine or any illicit behavior mm-hmm. that kids do now would probably be over some sort of electronic medium, right? Yeah. And and I stalk his electronic medium, so I, I would yeah. feel like I would see it. So there's, I'm torn about this. There's part of me that says, "Thank goodness my son, you know, isn't isn't getting into trouble, and he's not. He doesn't have, you know, he's not worrying. He's not into like girls yet, or so he doesn't have to worry about girlfriends or whatever. And there's like very little drama in his life. He plays sports, he does his schoolwork, and he has a few friends that he plays, you know, he plays online games with, but they never actually see each other. And so it's, uh, you know, innocent, right? So he's kind of, you know, he's not doing that. But there's part of me that feels like he's missing out. Like he's missing out. I no, well, I mean, he might be missing out on some in real life, mm-hmm. uh, you know, friendship esprit de corps and some, yeah, I don't know, some high romantic drama. But it's nice that he's not missing out on pregnancy scares or <laughs> running from the cops or <laughs> things that were probably fairly, you know, yeah. happened fairly Common, regularly for yeah. a seventh grader in Stager. Yeah, it's true. We you didn't know, run from the cops. And that's, but even, even like just the hanging out with your friends, I'm trying to get them to do some of that. So they have like this thing at, at their school this weekend, like a haunted prairie. They have like a, a little prairie land behind the school and a haunted they. Haunted prairie. So it's. That is the least frightening <laughs> thing that could be haunted. Haunted meadow. <laughs> well, you know. We're... Those aren't butterflies. Those are the ghosts of butterflies. <laughs> dead butterflies. Uh, so it's something they do at the school every year. And, you know, it's their like little Halloween fall celebration. They don't have like a, I don't think they have a fall dance. So that's, this is what they do. 
so all week I'm like, hey, you going to the are you and your friends like going to get together? Like that would be the thing that you do is hey, this is where you go and you flirt with girls and like you know pretend you know or you know, ask a girl to be your girlfriend or whatever they do now. I don't know what they do now. We just like ask them to say, well, you go out with me. We never actually took them anywhere. Just meant that we were dating. Sure. Anyway, so I feel like he should be going to do that stuff on Friday night. Like he should be asking me to drop him off and pick him back up and leave him alone in the meantime and hanging out with his friends. And I keep asking him, like, you guys doing this? And when I say you guys, I don't even know who the other like you guys are. His friends, he's got a few friends in the neighborhood that he'll like do sports stuff with, but I don't know. They just don't feel like they, I don't feel like they have friends like we had friends. Is it a geography issue? It's a geography Is a- issue because we were neighbor, we were neighborhoods, and so we all were in the same neighborhood. A lot of kids that are probably his better friends that he's met in junior high probably live much farther than he could. Like they're not in our subdivision, so he can't like bike there. So maybe right. geography I mean, I'm, I'm is a problem. Your house. I'm thinking if he were to Jimmy open his window and and sneak out of it, one he'd fall to his death. Yeah. Uh, two, he'd just look out across a bunch of sleepy bedroom subdivision. Mm-hmm houses where everyone is watching TV or asleep and where the houses are really far apart and he would climb back up the wall and go back to bed because he couldn't go. There's no trouble to get into. There's probably not. It's all paved. It's all, everything's, you know, siding and drywall and there's, there's no, yeah, there's no downtown area to drive to ride to. I Mm -hmm. hope there's not like a group of junior high kids from his school, like somewhere doing that, and he's missing out though. Like, I just hope it's his whole generation doesn't do that, and so maybe I don't feel so bad then. I think we've helicoptered the life out of them. Oh my gosh, There's we just have no way, oh, for, I, no way for have. kids to do bad stuff today. I sent okay, this is an example of how like not independent Alex is. I mean, it, I can't the 13, I was practically living on my own. I think I was paying rent, I had a job. <laughs> I actually did have my first paying job when I was 13, the summer I was 13. I had a job every day from like, I forget what my hours were. I think they were like eight to three or something like that or whatever. But I had a job at 13. There's no way I'm telling Alex to go get a job at 13. Well, there's no jobs. There's no jobs. Yeah, he can't ride his bike. I rode my bike and I had a job. And you can't, what's he going to do? I guess he can mow other people's grasses and stuff in the neighborhood. I guess that's it. I guess there's babysitting and I bet there's not even lawn mowing for 13-year-old boys. I feel like I was much more of an independent person at 13 that I could do handle more on my own. Like I could mm. – if 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 I were dropped off in the middle of a forest, I could probably do well by myself for a couple of days. I think Alex would last about four hours. But you also grew up in a broken home, right? Like you also grew up in a <laughs> – with your dad like putting cigarettes out on you and right. like making you go get them beers. <laughs> yeah, well, but no. you but you also grew up with uh you know I had a unique experience. I mean my mom lived on the east coast. We got to fly I got to fly in airplanes by myself, right. like with my brother unaccompanied by adults when I was like a young, young child. But when there aren't there wasn't parents. a pilot. They there weren't there's <laughs> right. no flight crew. Yeah. It's the keys are in the ignition, son. Take over. <laughs> Uh, pull back if you want to go up. That's all I can tell you. That's well, all I know from watching TV. Alex and I were on our way home today, and I needed to stop at Jimmy John's to get some of their day-old bread because it's like 50 cents a loaf, and it's like fantastic for like meatball subs. So we're having meatball subs tonight. So I said, so we pull up, and I'm like, here, Alex, here's a, here's a buck and change. Go get a couple loaves of day-old bread. And he looked at me like like I was, you know, dropping them off at the at the orphanage or something. And I'm like, what? Just go in there and ask for some bread. He's like, by myself. Thirteen years yes. old. Go get out of my car and go do that. Like, and while so, 
it's rare that he does anything <laughs> like that on his own. You know, where he's like, my parents would send me to the store. 13, I was, they're like, ride your bike, here's the grocery list. Like, come back with six bags of groceries on your bike. So, um, you know, cross the busy street, go to the grocery store, yes. and come back with, you know, ice cream and gallons of milk on your bicycle across the busy street again. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, this was a, like a huge step for Alex. He went inside Jimmy John's and got a loaf of bread. <laughs> so, I, Well, you were 10 feet well, away. Well, I was 10 yeah. feet away. Well, he was in my line of sight the entire time. Right, he looks out the out the big picture window at you. You wave at yeah. him. Yeah, I still Give get nervous. Up. I still get nervous when Ellie goes to the bathroom by herself in a restaurant, like in a Chili's. I'm like, oh, she's never coming back. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like it's that movie. What's that movie where from the '90s where the guy and his wife are like at a oh yeah stop in the mountains, and she goes to the bathroom and she never comes out. Yeah, because he uh, gets buried alive. Right. The oh, spoilers <laughs> is that the, or the disappearance or the disappearing or yes. the, the disappearing that the movie. The evaporating. That, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie ruined me because I'm afraid that that's going to happen to like any of my family anytime they go to the bathroom by themselves. Now, well, it was Sandra Bullock that got buried alive, and she followed the guy back to the car because she wanted to buy like some stupid wooden ornaments for her boyfriend. Oh, what an idiot! Or, or yeah. wooden ornaments will get you. That's why we built a special bathroom with three toilets facing each other in a triangle formation. <laughs> You hold hands. Yeah. What is that? So no one can chloroform each other? <laughs> None of us are getting buried alive this bathroom session. Social media isn't just for saying how sad you aren't because your team was eliminated. It's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram, at The Paternity Test, or on Twitter at The Dad Test. There's always next year. No, there's not. Wait no. till next year. <laughs> Send us a question or a comment for The Paternity Test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. We have an email from RC in Pennsylvania. Uh, this is a great title for an email. It's the subject line is a versatile wipe. <laughs> which is, we're going to call the podcast that, weren't we? Yeah, that was yeah. one of the working titles. Welcome back to a versatile wipe. I'm Todd Jay in Chicago <laughs> suburbs. And RC says, "Hey dads, I'm a pharmacist in Pennsylvania, and I'd like to recommend a product that may help Todd's son. Wet ones, sensitive skin, individually wrapped wipes." They are labeled as hand wipes, but can be used safely on the face, armpits, and most body parts, safe for babies as well. They have a clean, crisp scent that is mild and pleasant. They are not antibacterial. They are just very gentle cleansing wipes. I keep these in my desk drawer, travel bag, gym bag, diaper bag, etc. You can get 120 individually wrapped wipes on Amazon for less than $15. Hope this helps. Take care, RC. That was actually an excellent ad copy. Yeah. Uh, and and I feel like this is going to be just as useful for me. Then I know I was looking for something for Alex to use, like if he's got to go from one place to the other after like a, a a sport practice. But I feel like I need to have some of these on hand all the time. Gosh, I could use these for armpits after meetings. I could use this. I could use this for nether regions after a trip to the playground. Yeah, I could just stop showering. Oh, there's <laughs> that. Or stop or start showering, and then buy these and then stop again. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what does it mean individually wrapped? Well, they're in, you know, like a wet nap that you'd get at a barbecue place. Oh, that's one at a time. Gross. So they're not, not like in a pack. Inf- of, yeah. That's infuriating. 
Why? <laughs> well, I'm assuming be... they're they're probably bigger though, right? Yeah, I mean they're not that they're not they're, they're like a they're probably the size of a you know like a like a wipe wipe, but they're just not. Yeah, that's not what I want. I want one of the I want something that you pull out and it's like a Kleenex. There's there's a little bit sticking out for the next time I need to wipe my pits. Yeah, you know. This is great for me because I've been going into barbecue restaurants and just trying to hoard them for you know times when I've you know got real swamp butt. I would so I'll be like, right. hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna need like thirty of these. Can you? Uh, how many you got in the back? <laughs> so this is this is a real lifesaver. <laughs> they look at you. They're like swamp butt, huh? Like, no. Okay, we got swamp butt. <laughs> okay, I'll get another box. <laughs> well, now they do have a wet one, sensitive skin hand wipes. Extra gentle forty count canister that is like one of those, um, you know, like the, like the uh, bleach wipes that you can get, you know, where they pop out of the top one at a time. Right, where Dave accidentally wiped his daughter's yes, we diaper regions with bleach wipes. <laughs> yes, that was. You got to tell that story because that was on the old podcast. Yeah, so my wife bought these all natural clean, cleaning wipes, but you know, with bleach in it or something. Uh, but she put it. Where you would put wipes for your daughter's, because it was on the diaper, it was on the changing table. So I go to change my daughter, and I reach for the wipes, and I wipe her butt and her vagina, and then I look over and I read the front of it, and it says, toxic, nasty, vagina burning wipes. <laughs> Uh, thankfully it was, you know, all natural, made from pixie wings, you know, there's not, nothing in it that was toxic. Um, I mean, she was eight days old. I mean, eight day, like, she was so young. Yeah. She was so, she still she smelled like the inside of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I wiped her with, uh, toxic wipes. I was used to be in a band called Toxic Wipes. Toxic Wipes will smear you. <laughs> Toxic Wipes. Hey, uh, fraternities. Michael in New York. Uh, listening to the latest episode, uh, Todd continuing his um, story of his poor hearing. And it occurred to me that, Matt, if you've got some uh, some kind of an eye problem soon, through you would be very much like those three monkeys who see no evil, hear no evil, and speak no evil. With uh, so I guess Dave is kind of repaired now. So I don't know. The call's too late. Ah, don't play it. Damn it. <laughs> Day late, a dollar short, my friend. It's never too I late do, to make fun of us. I do kind of have bad eyes though, so we're gonna have to get a, a picture of that. You do have bad eyes because if you mm -hmm. don't wear your contacts, like you are Mr. Magoo. I am Mr. Magoo. Uh, you have like to wear contacts from the 80s, too. I go, they are. They're RGPs that I've had. I mean, not this particular pair, but uh, that I've had since about 85. So, yeah, if I don't if I don't wear them, I'm like slow dancing with coat racks and what are you, <laughs> what making are you out with a dog. Whenever they stop making them, they're going to stop well, making them. I'm going to be so bummed out because they're going to give me soft contacts like everybody else. I'm going to have to start clutching my eyes to take them out. That's what I don't get about all you soft contact wearers. You have to. Pinch your eyeballs to get your contacts out. Yeah, just a little bit. Don't you ever accidentally take it out and then go to take it out again and then just try to rip off your cornea? Yes. No, I put two on top of each other before, which would confuse the shit. Oh, uh, confuse the heck out of me, because then my vision was all like double, 
a, a twice as strong prescription that I needed. Like, what's going on? Things. Yeah. <laughs> nice bra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Michael. So that is Michael, the host of uh, – that is Michael Rice, the host of Opera Now, the Opera Podcast, which you can listen to uh, on iTunes. You can go to uh, operanowpodcast.com. It is essential listening if you are in the arts, and it is funny listening if you are not. Uh, and I got to hang out with Michael this week. Uh, he came to Chicago. His wife is the uh, internationally renowned mezzo-soprano Jennifer Rivera, uh, and they came with their son Jax and uh, Jackson, Jax, J-A-X, um, and they were in town, and they gave me a call, and I said, hey, why don't we go meet down at uh, Maggie Daly Park, which is this new mega kids park. It's part of Millennium Park where the bean is. Mm-hmm. Have, Todd, have you ever been there? I haven't, but I've I've heard that like it is a great place to end up in the hospital, and that is exactly what happened. Well, not exactly what happened, but it's pretty much what happened. It just opened when in the winter. Yeah, my my stepmother has been wanting to take the kids there. So we got to go down there, and then I saw this report of the news about these like super like these slides that I've never. I'd be afraid to go down these slides. I wouldn't send it's, my kids down them. Well, we'd been saying that we were going to go, and my in-laws sat us down and made us watch a special report where they were saying every kid who goes there explodes into a cloud of bone fragments and, and blood, and that it's keeping Lori Children's Hospital open, which is just up the street, because you go yeah. on these slides and you just turn into mush. And they showed a dad who exploded his leg going down the, the slide and had, like, a titanium rod in his leg, and just everyone there is instantly injured. It's Thunderdome. And... <laughs> I neglected to tell Michael and Jenny that it was Thunderdome. I just said, there's a lovely new park and we should all go. Because Michael's from Chicago, so, you know, he should see the big new development. Um, oh, I should also probably pimp uh, Jennifer's uh, – Jenny's CD, which is called Innocence Experience, is out. You can get it on Amazon now. You can get it on uh, iTunes. It hasn't had its official release yet, but it is um, new art songs and song cycles by Grammy-winning composers and famous librettists. Some of the some of the songs are by Garrison Keillor, the words are. Um, so this is no small thing. So you should also check out Jennifer Rivera's Innocence Experience on iTunes or Amazon. Uh, so they show up, and we uh, – Viva and I took the train down. And I was texting them, and they got there before us. And I said, I'm walking up. And then Michael said, hang on. Uh, Jenny and Jackson are still here, but I've got to run and go get some medical supplies because Jackson just tore off his face. And when we roll up, there he is. And he's, I mean, large portions of the skin from his face were missing. And evidently, he slid down a ladder and caught all the rings all the rungs on his face on the way down. Oh. Yeah. And they were in town to meet a bunch of Michael's family that hadn't seen the baby since he was born, and so they were going to take thousands of pictures of him, uh, and his face was ripped off. What's stopping him? Uh, so, yeah, I don't understand. How do they make How did they make this park of death? Like, why? why is it so... It's gorgeous, and it's humongous, yeah. and everything is too high, and everything is too fast, and everything is too fun. I mean, it's like they forgot that it's the 21st century and everything is helicoptered out and covered in cushions now. This is oh, like a right. fun 80s playground. Like everything is chain. And wood and metal, right? Ladders and everything's wood. Like there's all these giant wooden structures you go up and then all the slides are like chrome and they they curve all around. And I went down a couple and it was the closest I feel I'll ever get to feeling like when Luke gets his hand cut off and then falls down that bottomless tube in Bespin. Right. Because you just fall and fall and fall and then you like – go do a loop-de-loop and you're rattling around. It's it's super fun and just couldn't be more dangerous if you designed it to hurt children. 
maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was this evil architect that one he's like, you know what? If I put this three more degrees, I can increase the number of children who are injured by thirty percent. Or they'll find out one day they accidentally built the gag set of drawings that someone made. Like, hey, let's make the most dangerous park we can. Okay, <laughs> you know, I was like, stayed at a couple of architects who stayed after work one night. You know, had a couple of beers. And they got mixed up with the real plans for Maggie Daly Park, which is everything's like soft rubber and plastic. And <laughs> did they get them all cleaned up? And uh, is he all right? Is he have to have stitches? Or I think he'll be able to find love someday. Um, <laughs> but he certainly looks scraped up in his pictures. Uh, right. He and he was resilient. You know, he cried for an appropriate amount of time when you get your face ripped off. But then was off. You know, he's a kid. He's off playing again in one second. It, did not stop him from climbing up the same ladder and going down the slide. I was at the bottom of one of these slides because, oh, it's also a great place to lose your child because it's just too big and there's just too many berms and things that they can go over. And uh, I was at the bottom of one of these slides because I wanted to catch Viva and she went running off. And then Michael and Jenny went down a slide and they're like tall, slender people and they came shooting out the bottom of a slide like bullets, like javelins. <laughs> so it's big enough for adults, but it's made for kids. It really should only be for, for adults, uh, <laughs> except uh, adults are too, like, stiff to survive the Yeah, it should impact. only be for, like, adults who do, like, American Ninja Warrior courses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it should be for wow. teenagers and college kids. That's what should, And you should sign a, a waiver before you go in that says, I, I'm totally okay with being crippled. It's time for the Paternity Test Kitchen, where we eat so you don't have to. So you may have seen on our social media that Viva and I entered the fifth annual uh, Third Coast Comics Chili Cook-Off, and we won first place. Nice. That's crazy. So uh, Viva's a, a big chili fan, huh? She eats it and makes it? or She makes it more than she eats it, but she does both. Yeah. And, you know, with this Paternity Test Kitchen stuff, we want to make recipes that kids can make mm -hmm. with you, and so we're trying to avoid knives and fire as much as possible, even though that's those are two essential elements of cooking. Sure. And that's what's great about chili. It's, it's just a big bucket of ingredients. You just dump everything and just dump it in. Yeah, like I opened 20 cans of things, lined them up, and then just let her dump beans into a bucket. And then once the bucket was full, I put it on a stove and cooked it for three hours. You let her lick all the can lids after you opened them? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You want to lick around the edge because they, <laughs> you know, they have tomato paste on them. So you just want to run that right down the center of your tongue. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's a countless number of people in their car right now going, oh, no, don't talk about that. <laughs> I always feel, I really fear tin cans. I don't know if you remember there was a, in the 80s, there was a, one of those little between cartoon PSAs with Popeye. Like Popeye had a series of yeah. safety PSAs and they were new in the eighties, which is weird because Popeye is such a thirties, forties kind of thing, you know, but he, uh, he was playing tennis with a guy and the guy opened the tennis can and then the tennis can lid, you know, the, the pull off. Yeah. Those things yeah. are like razor blades. Yeah. And he slices his cartoon finger with it and then Popeye has to like eat spinach and heal him. Uh, and ever since I saw that, I'm, I just, I have a huge aversion to can lids. So yeah, I I like. Put I don't understand. I don't understand cans. Like I don't understand how <laughs> cans work. Because like Nick, I'll bring home a can of beans or something, and she'll go, "Oh, we can't eat that now. It's, it's got a dent in it." I'm like, you serious? What? 
are you talking about? She, uh, it, it releases a chemical and it's dented. Like, you're insane. No, I don't if dented a can release some kind of chemical that ruined the food, I don't think we would keep Use food cans. in cans. Yep, you'd go get right? 10 bags of soup at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have heard, like, you should never buy your tomato canned tomato products in cans. Right, because of the BPAs? Well, the can, well, the the tomato, the acidity of the tomatoes will eat like slowly eat away at the can and right. release chemicals. Yeah, so you should only. You want to get those boxes of like pomy boxes of tomatoes? <laughs> yeah, no, they do. They have these like they're from Italy and they're they're little like waxed cardboard boxes. Oh, of, like that of tomatoes. Yeah. Well, the jar. I've told to get jar. If you get like diced tomatoes or tomato things in jars, they have jars of diced tomatoes. That makes I don't sense. Know. Seems like they would. So do you guys have like a go-to chili recipe? How do you see like? Yeah, I have a well, I have a go-to like a beef version, a turkey, and a I have a a white chicken one I really like that has cannellini beans and a lot of coriander and stuff. That's really good. Really? Uh, Yeah, the white chicken one's probably like my favorite chili recipe, but like it's not really chili because it's white chicken chili, but it's delicious. I made a turkey chili. Just because my wife usually prefers the turkey meat to beef because of the it's less greasy, you know, and and she. You know, thinks it's healthier, but it's all just processed dead animals. So it's how different can it be? So less fat, I guess. But she likes the turkey. And I made turkey chili and brought it to my dad the other day. Uh, the, uh, last week we went to go watch the Bears game, and I said, I'll bring a pot of chili. And uh, he had no idea that it was turkey till it was afterwards. Am I pretty good for turkey chili, huh? He's like, what? Turkey? So, he doesn't uh, speak well of turkey meat. They're really the best thing you can say about turkey ever is that, that it tastes like some other kind of animal meat. Well, is that you can just cover it up with other flavors and not mm. know. Like, it doesn't have a turkey, like ground turkey. I get when you, like, roast a turkey, you get a turkey flavor, you know, like a Thanksgiving thing. But when you just have eat ground turkey, like make a turkey burger, it doesn't taste like anything to me. It doesn't taste like turkey. It doesn't taste, it just tastes like some kind of mush. Yeah, I can't stand turkey sausage. Like so, turkey Italian sausage is the worst. Well, they just have to be loaded up with so many spices and things that mm. you're just really, it's just a way to hold the spices. So in a chili, it's perfect because it's a lean meat, so I guess it's healthier than, than a beef. And, uh, and you're, you just, it just holds all the flavors, you know, just fill it up with all the spices and, and beans and, uh, things like that. But, uh, yeah, so yeah, I do, I'm a big fan of chili. Well, I threw, um, Mine was beef based because I was making it. You know, had I've been making it for my wife, I would have had to make it, you know, kale based or something. But because <laughs> this is a chili gut competition, it was super duper beef heavy. I went with the eighty twenty mix. Mm-hmm. That's that's your go to, isn't it, Todd? The eighty yeah. twenty. Yeah. yeah, sure. Ninety ten is going to be dry, and yeah, I don't think there's such a thing as seventy thirty because that would be a whole lot of garbage. You can get an eighty five fifteen, but your stand yeah eighty twenty is pretty standard for mm. your burgers or your. Uh, mm-hmm. Meatloaf. Chilies, meatloaves, yeah. yeah. So I put that in there. I actually put in some bacon and it didn't really work. It didn't, like the flavor didn't take. So I either put in not enough or it just didn't belong there. Probably uh, not enough. But, and also then like bacon and chili starts to make it taste like a different kind of meal, I feel like. Chili, I don't know, a bacon flavor. Like you get into a barbecue? Chili to then? me. Yeah. I don't you know get what you like into something tips else. or something? Well, you know, I put in lots of beans. I put in, uh, yeah. we had some, some homegrown insanity peppers. We went and got the the chilies that Viva grew in the on the porch, and we 
cut up a bunch of those and put them in. It wasn't oppressively now they're called hot. Insanity but they peppers. Are they really insanely hot? Or mm, well, you know, when you cook something for three hours, yeah. it kind of loses its mojo as far as well. A lot of it depends on a lot of that's if you in the seeds and in the white ribs of the of the pepper. So if you if that stuff isn't in there and it's just the outside shell of the pepper, I put it all in, but oh. I, I, I really cooked it down. So yeah. it had a little spice to it, but it was not. Uh, it was not rudely hot because I, I knew that wouldn't, you know, to, most people don't like really spicy things. Uh, so that would be cute, but no one would want to eat it. So, um, so we cooked that down, not too bad, but then the in secret ingredients. So a lot of the chilies in the competition had, uh, you know, funny names. Uh, like one had a, cause you made your own placard for the table. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. that sat in front of the chili and said the name. So like somebody had a big Captain America shield. And it said Vibranium Chili or Marvelous Chili with like the Marvel logo. So there were a lot of like comic book puns going on. So I wanted something that was geek friendly. Um, so we made a zombie con carne <laughs> with uh, zombie dust beer. I managed to get my hands on some rare uh, Three Floyd zombie dust uh, it's in an American pale ale. I bet there's some real like nice. uh, beer snobs out there that would that would be shocked that you cooked with a such a rare beer. I was I almost cried pouring it in. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that made me not cry is that I had one in my other hand that I was pouring into my face hole. <laughs> so I drank two and I put two in. Yeah. And uh, I, you know it's a little bit. I was looking at different beer chili recipes and people get. You know, some people are like, just get the cheapest beer you can. And other people are like, don't do that. Get the finest beer you can imagine. <laughs> Frankly, it cooked off. Yeah. It's not like I could taste the citra hops in the chili. No, you do get a little bit of a, of a, uh, you know, beer in the chili. Uh, it gives it this kind of that, I don't know how to describe that flavor or that, you know, malty flavor, you know. Mm. It smelled great when I first poured the beer into the hot chili. Yeah. And then, you know, before it like simmered down, it like released an awesome beery goodness cloud. Um, but it did make for a great placard, you know, and I think that food is 90%, uh, charlatanism, you know, like the label of a beer or a wine really, really, uh, sells it. So the chili was delicious, absolutely delicious, but a very straight ahead chili, uh, but I think that the zombie dust ingredient uh, pushed us over the top. So we won a, an enormous hardcover collection of uh, Bronze Age DC comics. Nice. We're going to read. So, and uh, the, the other point of interest in, so thanks to, to uh, listeners who came out to Third Coast. Thanks very much for coming out. And uh, uh, thanks to Terry Gant and Third Coast Comics for putting together a great chili competition. Thanks to everybody who voted for our zombie con carne. I did make one uh, operational error. Uh, to get, you know, I needed to bring the crock pot full of chili, some, you know, some cheese and scallions and sour cream and stuff, you know, to go with it, some chips, um, and the baby. So she wanted to ride her bike. So she got on her bike. And so then I took our stroller and I put the chili in it. And it makes me think that this would be a good paternity test in- invention, the, the paternity test chili stroller. Yeah. Just like the, uh, you know, it's got maybe the battery powered so you can have the crock pot on. When you take yes. the chili someplace. Uh, yeah, so I pushed a giant bucket of chili down the street, all hot and bubbly, but it did splash out all over the stroller. Oh. And then I forgot that it had splashed out all over the stroller and put the stroller away. And then today, my wife found the stroller. And now I live in my car. <laughs> I don't understand nice how work. moments like Dad. that aren't just, hey, what happened? Why is there chili here? Oh, no. 
I forgot to clean it up. Oh, okay. So just clean it up, okay? All right. Bye. Like, why isn't that ever the conversation? I've never heard the words, oh, okay, in my marriage. Yeah. It's always <laughs> just this underlying resentment for the fact that you made a mistake. God, I bet the guy I wanted to marry wouldn't have made that mistake. <laughs> oh, I wonder what he's doing right now on his boat. Oh, sucks. Seriously, though. You just you just forgot to clean it up. What's the big deal? Thank you for reminding me I didn't clean it up. Now I'll wipe it down. Well, look, it's 30 seconds later and everything's fine. <laughs> I think there's a definite uh, why did you use the stroller for carrying chili across town? Uh, that's not what strollers are for. The answer to that is why not? Hey, like they're that's wheel, why we need a right? dedicated I mean, chili stroller. Then there wouldn't be a problem if I a baby stroller with a with a yeah with a crock pot caddy, mm-hmm. like a sidecar, <laughs> crock they pot those, sidecar. They have all those two and three kid strollers, you know, yeah. for the for the the. Uh, so you need to buy a twin, set. A, twin a twin stroller, stroller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a twin stroller, and just dedicate one to food products. <laughs> <laughs> ones where Viva sits, and ones where you're uh, boiling pot of chicken noodle soup is. It's <laughs> a delightful honey baked ham. You, you should get the side by that. side. You get a deep fryer in that other one right yeah. next to Viva. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? Could make some uh, French fries and uh, some funnel cakes. Turkey. Yeah, deep fried turkey. Deep fried turkey <laughs> on your way to the park. Yeah. You can share when you get there. I mean, those things cook so fast, but if you drop that turkey in when you leave the front door, it'll be cooked by the time you get to the emergency room. (laughs) Well, folks, it's time for another episode of The Paternity Test to replace all the Mr. Yuck stickers with Mr. Men and Little Miss stickers. They're less yucky. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test, like us on Facebook, and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com and call our voicemail at 657-BAD-DADS and tell your friends about the show. Also, please consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. We just received a generous donation from a listener in Australia. So thanks very much to our listener from Down Under for the generosity, and thanks for listening. All right, everybody, remember, if your son just turned 13, it's probably okay to let him go to the bathroom at the local Applebee's without standing outside the stall waiting for him. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test.